Divine Truth Assistance Group Group Assistance Session Putting Principles of Divine Truth into Action This recording is from the Developing My Will to Love group and is part of the Education in Love series. In the Session 2 Personal Feedback Presentation, Jesus gives quick personal feedback to a number of people in the group about various subjects relating to faith and resistance to God, God's love, God's truth and change. Recorded on the 24th of February 2016 in New Seville, Queensland, Australia. Anyway, we, we can't have that in our, uh, because of copyright issues, we can't have that in the recording. So, um, uh, I think it's called The Truth Song. Yeah. And, and I don't know who sings it, um, but, but it, it was, it's for educational purposes that it's been created, yeah. yeah. It's called The Truth Song. Yeah. Sorry? Exactly. Yeah. But it's a wonderful thing to teach children, isn't it? That, that song is be honest and truthful and have integrity. and Yeah, a lot of good principles in there. So, yeah. So, for the sake of our video, <laughs> I just say we just listened to a song, <laughs> which, uh, which we will, uh, I will list on the outline so that everyone can find it themselves somewhere <laughs> and then play it again if they want to. And uh, it's about truth and it's trying to teach children to speak the truth and to be transparent and open about how they feel and think and so forth. And, and I feel a lot of these underlying principles are very good for us to, to, rem to remember. You can't really have any integrity without speaking the truth. So, so even the quality of integrity and even trust can't really happen without people telling more truth. So there's a lot of qualities that are dependent on truth. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Just like a lot of happiness is dependent on love. All right, so uh, what we're going to do now, so we've been focusing the last uh, day and a half now <coughs> on our personal resistance to love and change. And, and as you can see, um, we've been focusing on four primary areas, which we'll summarise in our next presentation. But what I'd like to do now is just to go through some personal feedback issues. And I thought the best way to handle this one would be, because there's been, uh, as you can see, quite a few... <laughs> pages <coughs> it's a bit hard to select one or two from that so what I'm going to try to do is quite rapidly go through some of these particular issues and uh, and and uh, I won't go through probably all of them but but we might get through some or, or, or a large majority um, one thing I did notice is that many of you are asking questions about things that are not really the question. Um, so, you know, that's something I'd like to address in this process if we can. Is that all right with you? Okay. All right, now how shall I do this? Um. <clears throat> Okay, Okay. Um, so the first one in the list is Linda. Where are you, Linda? There she is. 
And uh, so I gave you some feedback before anyway, which really does apply to you. But you said you'd like some assistance to understand the resistance you have to fully embracing God's truth. I feel that I'm still skirting around the edges of emotion and I don't understand what is preventing me from fully trusting God. Well, I've talked to you about why you're skirting around the edges of emotion in, your, in, the, in our previous discussion. But I would like to say to you but that that's not really the biggest problem that you, that you have. The biggest problem you have is there's still a large amount of personal arrogance where you believe you've de you dealt with things or you are dealing with things that you're not even touching. And, and this is a desire to not know the truth about oneself. And, and so you're, you're, you're thinking you're addressing things and dealing with things without addressing the underlying personal arrogance, which is a feeling that you actually don't have that too much to address right and my suggestion is to ask yourself why why you, you continue to have that emotion you've had that emotion the whole time I've known you and it's preventing you from absorbing God's truth it's it's causing a resistance to God's truth yep all right thank you Pamela um, you've mentioned she is you've manifested a gynecological problem and said no to surgery I'm addressing the physical, but I know it's not enough. I agree. Um, I'm sure the emotional violent abuse from my parents and sexual abuse from my father has impacted on the condition. Yes, it has. However, may I say to you, there's a lot of anger with men inside of you. A lot of it. And you, you're so good at maintaining a, a facade on top of it. Like, you're brilliant at the facade. And may I put out, um, all the women who are above 40, who live in Australia... Uh, who are in this group? So, women above 40 who live in Australia, can you put, all put up your hands? Right? How many of you do you think there is? Quite a lot, eh? Quite a lot? Okay. The majority of you have huge amounts of rage with men. Right? That's why. How many of those, if you put up your hand again, those ladies, now put down your hand if you're in a relationship. Right? The majority of you. Are not in a relationship and you know why because no man in his right mind would want to spend too much time with you that's blunt <coughs> but that's true all right and the reason why is because there's too much coming out of you towards men too much coming out of you towards men for them to in, be able to enjoy your company now all of you who put up your hand in the first instance um, those of you who are married, the majority of you are married to men who pander to you. And you like it. And in fact, not only do you like it, you demand it. And in fact, if they didn't do it, you would treat them very, very badly. So it is a big problem that to address. And to be frank with the majority of you, I've known you now for six years and the entire time you've had that problem. And some of you more in six years. An entire time you've had that problem. So, so <clears throat> that is a huge problem to address, isn't it? Like, collectively. So we'll talk about that problem afterwards. For yourself, Pamela, yes, there's a lot of rage in you. The rage is going to centre around the sexual areas of your body, of course. So that's going to manifest itself as, as gynecological problems that you will at some point have to address. Now... 
Now, you, you because of this facade, you, you don't even want to connect to that anger that you have about all of this. And, and in fact, you grab a man who is used to pandering to women and that's, and that's how you, it, you release some of this sort of anger that you have towards men. You get him to do whatever you want and he willingly does, don't you? So my suggestion is that you're going to have to start to, you're going to have to stop judging the emotion of rage towards men and instead of using men around you to pander to you so that you don't have to feel it and instead of uh, focusing on your facade, you're going to have to be sincere about getting into the anger that you feel. It's legitimate anger that you need to feel but it's not towards the men who are currently in your life, it's towards the men who are in your past. You follow? Okay, Glenn. I have so much. Where is Glenn? Here he is. Um, I have so much resistance to change how I feel about love. I don't. I don't want to feel the truth about love. I would like to know the truth about my real position. Glenn, stop waffling to me. Tell me what the real problem is. Um, I think when I asked the question, yep. Um, I've been blocked to listening to the truth. So I've asked you questions in the past and the truth is I'm probably not at the time willing to listen. Yes, you, you and Deidre have a codependent addiction and that is both of you want to be happy above all things. Yeah. And you're, not, you're both not prepared to feel pain. Correct. Yep. And you assist each other to do that, right? But it's going to cause you problems in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. If not already. Yeah. <coughs> so your real problem isn't about love, but rather your resistance to feel emotional pain. And the convictions you both have, and, and, and for both of you, there's a real resentment about it. Like you just don't want to do it. Yep. And as a result, you often attract people too who are quite manipulative and controlling. And, uh, and you don't see, you, you, you're the kind of people who don't accurately see other people. You, you're so blinded by your own desire to be happy that you think everybody's happy and everybody should be happy and, and so you can't accurately read other people. And so this causes you both to get into situations where, where you attract people who have a negative, who want to have a negative effect on your life and you don't even know that they're attempting to have a negative effect on your life. You can't read people properly because you, because you, you have what I'd classify as a self-delusional Pollyanna attitude. So there's a difference between a Pollyanna, you know what I mean by Pollyanna attitude? It means, yes. it means seeing the good in everything. Yes. There's a difference between seeing the good in everything but still accurately assessing things and seeing the good in everything but having no idea whether it's good or bad. And you fit into the second category. You yeah. follow me? Because yeah. of this desire just to be happy all the time, you're not actually addressing your pain. Yes. And it's going it's to keep attracting people and situations and events between each other that um, need to be resolved. And unless you do that, I feel that's your most important thing to work on at this stage. Okay. Hello? Thank you very much. Yep. Tom. Rita, I've already talked to you this morning. Uh, Rita, I've already talked to you this morning about that issue. Remember, just before we began, so I don't feel I need to raise that issue with you. Thank you. Um, Dawn, uh, if you bring the mic down to Dawn. Y 
Yes, Dawn. Dawn's asking about her resistance to letting go to the facade she has put so much effort into making. Dawn, you still put so much effort into it. Like you're not, you're not stopping the effort. Um, you're not giving up the desire to feed the addiction of keeping this facade alive. And, and it is a big problem for you. You're not going... And you've done this ever since I've known you. When did we first met? It must be like six years ago at least. No, it was longer. Was it? Yeah. Yes. yeah so Mackay... Before I think then. was before then. That's right, at Peter's place, wasn't yes, it? Yes, right yeah. So, so yeah, it's a long time. And the whole time I've known you, you've not let this facade go. But an even bigger issue you have is how much you abuse men around you. And you don't see it as abuse. You've got the same thing going on with what I talked about with Diana. You have this heavy projection at men that they need to do what you want. And, and you have men you've surrounded... The only men you interact with, in fact, are men who do exactly what you want. Yeah. And you think they're nice guys. Thank you. That's your belief. So I feel that is the biggest problem. And then this facade is, is a major issue too. It's not going to... A facade, you've got to remember, is a, a facade is a de desire to lie to oneself. Now, now, God will let you do that for the next thousand years if you want to. Like, you, can you see it's only you that can give that up? Yes. And, and the desire to lie to oneself is about preventing how one really feels about oneself. So that's what you're trying to prevent. You're trying to maintain a fiction about how you really feel about yourself. And, and it is a big problem for you because it stops you from being able to progress on a lot of different issues. You remember when I asked you, uh, right when we first met, when you came to, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, um, how your hub husband was? And yes. you see, he's so beautiful. He is. Yeah, he's not. Uh, so when he listens to this, I don't mean it how he thinks he'll mean it. He's feeding your addictions and you like it and that's why you think he's so beautiful. Like, he's actually a nice man, but the problem with him is he's feeding your addictions and you like it. You're in codependent addiction with each other and that's going to main... And unless you get out of that, and, and he's responding to your demand to stay in that place. He is. Right, so he's got issues with his own mother that he's got to work through about that. But he's staying in this codependent addiction. Now, you've got Will, who actually has exactly the same problem with you. Right? He has exactly the same. He's in a rage with men and he wants a mummy. Right? And he does anything for the mummy so that the mummy gives him the approval. So, so you're, you're creating not only now, you're not only affecting your husband, but you're also affecting other guys doing the same thing. Right, so that's something to address. Thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Will, so right next to you. Appreciate some assistance. Basically, I think I've given you the feedback just then and the feedback earlier that I gave you uh, yesterday or the day before about your anger towards your dad. Um, because of that, you gravitate towards women, but you gravitate towards women who are actually using you. So you're going to get, eventually get very, very disappointed with the kind of women that you meet. Yeah, right. I get that. And and you're also going to eventually, you know, attract some women who who quite severely harm you in the in a relationship setting, and uh, if you don't address this particular issue, and then you'll be angry with both men and women after that. I actually feel as though I already am yeah. angry with both men and women. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was confused though as to which one came first. Like, whether I was angry at women first or angry at men first? But 
It doesn't matter. You, the key for, you by, for both of those things is to feel about what you're wanting. There's severe demands coming from you towards both men and women. And if a man or a woman doesn't do what... If a woman doesn't do what you want, you just try harder to get her to do what you want. But if a man doesn't do what you want, you get angry with him and you project yeah, that I'm anger at him. I'm starting to see that after what you said to me Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so if it, those two things are very first thing to use your will about but because you've got to remember that those projections are also going at god so every time yeah. we've got them going towards a yeah. father or mother it's towards god too may i ask um you can i actually was under the impression that because i was angry at my father so much and then he wasn't around mm -hmm. i transferred that anger towards my mother would that be accurate, or is I, I'm just not wanting not wanting to be angry at my mother? Yeah, you don't want to be angry at your mother. Yeah, okay. yeah you 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 actually do everything you can to not to to not for the woman to not have them, you know, not have a fra fracture in the relationship with them. But that's actually going to make you angry in the long run because you're pandering to them, and and eventually that's going to cause the anger to build there as well. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So the anger with my father did that. Um, did I learn that? I obviously learned that from my mother. Would that be right, or is it because I feel I? He no, it's his, your resentment that he wasn't there. It is quite large, yeah, and uh, and and you don't realise sometimes the benefit of having somebody not there <laughs> at this stage. Well, well, since you brought it up to me, I've listened. To, I've been listening to these other people and their experiences, and I've got nothing on them. Yeah, exactly. And, like, nothing. So the only thing, there's a, sort of one or two emotions you have to address with your dad not being there because you, you've taken, basically your worth is associated with the man not being there for you. Which is what you were saying, that neediness I'm projecting at you. Yes. I, need, I want you yeah, to Yeah, very intensely. Worth. It's very demanding, in fact, and angry with it. Yep. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Yep. Thank Josh, you that. that applies to you too, exactly what I just said. Does that make sense? Yep. And same issue with dad. Dad, your dad's there, but manipulative, controlling, abusive, <laughs> and a number of other things. And and he uses psychoanalytical tools to to cause you to get all confused and 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 everything. And as a result of that, you've got quite a lot of anger towards a man. And you want a man to come and rescue you now. You want somebody to come and rescue you rather than you take responsibility for your life. And that anger comes out of you quite intensely too. Does that make sense? You can ask a question if you want. I got really stuck when the concept of passion, I mean, engaging passion and feeling emotion. Yeah. Um, the whole process of, because the only way I learned to feel any emotion was through doing my passion. But yep. the, that's where I'm really stuck now is I... Yeah, you don't want to feel the painful emotions, so you're fully in the addiction of trying to get a man. And, and this is one thing that draws you to groups uh, musically as well, because you want other men to share with you in creating something, you follow? And, and it's, it's affecting your life in quite a number of different ways. But you just don't want to, you don't want to work through the issue with your dad. You don't want to actually you know, get angry with him because you're actually still looking for love from him. So, so you, don't, you don't want to go through what's really happening in your relationship. Every time I talk to you about your relationship with your dad, you're very resistive, very resistive to even face it in any way. 
right? That affects how you view God, particularly the male part of God, I suppose you could say. You have a deep desire to avoid personal responsibility along with a deep desire to avoid law. Ever since I met you, you pointed out my lack of desire to take responsibility and I've, I've still don't understand. I don't really understand him. Well, I think uh, all I can say to you is you need to feel more about your relationship with your father. You follow? I was thinking it was to do with my mother, like taking responsibility away from me, but I feel... No, he's trying to get you to do what he wants you to do, what he thinks is valid, and you're in rebellion. You understand? He's trying to get you to do what he thinks is right for you. Right? He's not, he's not respectful of what you think is right for you. He wants you to do what he thinks is right for you. Right? I guess I raised the thing about passion because I don't see any other way to actually feel emotion honestly. No, but even in this conversation, you're avoiding my conversation with you. It's like you can't hear anything I'm saying to you. Like, and, and this is the problem is that I can't tell you anything <clears throat> because you're so blocked to hearing anything from a man. You want to revert back to this passion issue. Because I just don't see any other way to deal with emotion. No, but see, I'm talking to you about truth, not emotion. I don't see... You're trying to change the subject on me. And I feel that, yep, okay, you don't want to hear the truth, that's fine, let's move on. The you truth follow? is I just need to feel my anger with my dad and stop avoiding it and that will generate feelings of responsibility. And also help you process some emotion, right? You, what, you, have, you struggle, like it's good to do what your passion is. There's no problem there. That's not your problem. The problem is that you refuse to address your painful emotions. Do you understand? You, 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 you do your passion, and that's good. Keep doing that. But I but, feel like I, I, if I didn't have that, I would have taught myself a long time ago. I, I agree. I agree. But that's, that's because of your rage, you see. See, a person who wants to suicide does so because they're angry. And, and this is what I'm trying to get at to you. You're actually quite angry. Let yourself look at who you're angry with. You follow? Because a lot of it you project at me, like I'm not answering your questions and things like that. You've done that ever since I've known you. That's always been the case. Because mm. I get in these stories, delusions that mm. oh, I've had. And you're surrounded by men spirits who do the same with you, the same as your dad. They play games with your head, and you know that. And you're open to that because you don't want to face how you feel about your dad. So what I'm suggesting to you is it'll help your life hugely. If you allowed yourself to Is that the simple action to take, is just to, to feel the emotion? But of course. Because I get all confused about the actions I've got to take. And no, you to don't have to take it. You just start feeling about how you feel about your dad. Because you're really angry with him, but what? you projected at every other man other than your dad. <laughs> Any and, other and older man yeah, is in your firing line. So, in other words, the only times I'm not projecting it is when I do feel that rage that I... That I do, I don't know if you can, like I do feel rage in my life. Yeah, but you, what, see, what, like I think we've got to stop the conversation. Okay. Yeah, because you're just, like, 
you're still not hearing me, right? And, and that's okay. You're allowed to choose to do that. But, but your life's not going to change while you keep doing what you're doing. And so I'm saying there's nothing wrong with you engaging your passion in your life. I've never said there is something wrong with that. What I'm saying is you're refusing to look at the pain in your life and to feel about that. And you hook into an older guy, your father, is, you know, and spirits around you, and me. You try to do that with me. And I've said, no, Josh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not telling you what to do with your life. All I'm saying is you've got to look at what you, the injuries with your dad. Okay. And be more honest about it. Does that make sense? Thank you. Yep. Denise, where is she? There she is. Now, Denise, you've got doctor's handwriting, Denise. Um, Closely related to the doctor, yeah. Denise, I can't make heads or tails of it. Can you tell me? It said, um, I recently uh, become aware of a lot of truth. Yeah. And it was like having a whole um, weight lifted off of me. Yeah. Um, And uh, the feeling that it was just much better to know than to not to know. I agree. And I was just asking if you had any other thing to help me with my relationship. So I, I know that um, I've had such rage with men, and I put that on Wayne, who you does have. not rage at me at all, who loves me completely. Yeah, he does. He does love you. Yeah. Yes. And I and I'm starting to feel that today. Um, yeah, I feel what happens is that unless you address sincerely the abusive things from your childhood that have occurred, um, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to let go, to not project that stuff at him. So remember the last assistance group, I encouraged the both of you to work through sexual issues and you did that for a little while and as a result there was a building closeness with each other, right? But what's happened is some harder emotions are now coming up for you and you're now wanting to distance yourself and get angry with the man again mm-hmm. rather than actually having a sincere desire to work through those particular emotions. You follow? Yeah. Yep. So my suggestion to you is to develop a sincere desire to know the truth about your past, yep. number one, and then a sincere desire to feel the emotions, remembering that you're going to have God's help to feel them yep. and have some faith in the fact that it's going to be all okay if you do this. Yep. It's not going to be okay if you keep doing what you're doing. Sooner or later, the man, no matter how tame he is, <laughs> will get sick of the projection. You follow? Yeah. Yep. Thank yep. you. Yep. Okay, Gary. Where is Gary? Ah, back there. Yes, I agree. Gary's saying he used his willpower to try to get to emotions after the last assistance groups. How many of you tried that? Didn't work very well. And... Um, especially to despair and helplessness and hopelessness and so forth. The end result was constant exhaustion, yes. Can you help with the details of how to get each part of the cycle discussed with Pierre? I haven't got the time to go through with you each part of your cycle, but um, you would rather despair and hopelessness, to be honest, because you'd rather do that than take some positive action. You want... What I've observed over the time I've known you is that your addictions with women are so firmly entrenched and you do not want to give them up. 
right? And I still observe you even in this group doing the same things with women, wanting to get things from them. And, and unless you choose to give up your addictions, and that's an issue of desiring to, to actually take some action to do it, um, unless you give up your addictions, you're not going to expose the emotional reasons why you do it. And the real emotions are not things like helplessness and hopelessness and so forth. There's actually some quite strong feelings of anger towards, towards women not validating yourself sexually and emotionally that you need to be able to work your way through. So my suggestion to you, give up all of your addictions. <laughs> and particularly all of your addictions with women. Yeah, so I'm, I'm living by myself at the moment. So. I know you are, yep. Yeah, so. but, but you, whenever you see a woman, it's like hone in, huh? isn't it? You can feel it, surely. Yeah, so I'm, I've noticed that and I've just been using my willpower to try and not do that. But I know. It's, it's, just, it's just exhausting. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that doesn't yeah. work either, yeah, right? Because I, 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 I know I'm doing it now, so Good. it's like... So, so take the addiction away and feel instead, feel the emotional reason why instead you're choosing to... What do you want from these women? Because there's a quite a severe demand coming out of you towards women. Yeah? What do you want from them? Oh, love, approval. Uh, um. No, you don't want love. Because love wouldn't do that, right? Mm. Love is a gift and you can't yeah. demand it. Mm. So you can't, like, so it's not love you want. Uh, care, understanding, compassion. Uh, yeah, to be honest, you want nurturing. Yeah, be nurtured yeah. by mum. Nurturing. Yeah. 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 And. You're a grown man, mate. So, you know, at some point you're going to have to let go of the desire for nurturing from a woman and, uh, and instead stand on your own two feet emotionally with, it, with regard to that. And that means releasing this desire to be nurtured. So it's going to require going back into your childhood, looking at your relationship with your mother and how she treated you in order to work your way through that particular emotion. But the best thing to do right at this stage, give up the addictions with the women. You, you feel impelled to hone in on them. Give up your addictions with women and then see what you feel. And you'll feel this empty, hopeless feeling you describe. And that's where, this is why there's such a big hole there. It's like a large addiction to, to have a woman validate you emotionally, sexually. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Okay, okay Gus. Uh, Suzanne, really, where is she? Suzanne, there she is, over here. <clears throat> really good question, Suzanne. Um, why do I so fully accept the diminished unloving belief in myself that my parents and others instilled and hang on to it and feed it? Very good question. And there is, there is only one reason why you do it. Do you know what it is? Hoping that somebody else will make me feel better. Oh no, that's where you want the addiction to be met, but right. why, why do you actually hold on to the diminished viewpoint that your parents have of you? In other words, why do you keep telling yourself that what your parents say about you is true? I don't want to take responsibility for myself. No? It's not that. I want somebody else to make me feel better. Well, you do, but it's not the reason why you hold on to the, the diminished unloving belief in yourself that your par parents instilled that's the addiction you have to make it go away right yep keep going 
if you no longer have it, what will happen? Um, I'd have to <clears throat> show up a bit more, take responsibility for how I act. Yeah, I can see why I asked the question. Because you can't see what's going to happen. And, and this is a secret to actually understanding what the problem is. Right. If, if I keep holding on to a viewpoint that all you have told me is true, even though it's false, right? I'm doing it for a reason. What's my reason? What's my payback? What's my, what do I get out of it? So if you, you tell me something's false, if all of you tell me something's false, so imagine you're the family. So the family tells me something's false. In other words, my worth is not, I'm not worth anything or I'm, not, or I'm worth less than them. Yeah, right. My family tells me that. It's false from God's perspective, but my family believes it and I hold on to the belief on purpose even though I know it's the wrong belief. Why do I hold on to that belief on purpose? Because it'll please them. Yes, and what, what happens if I don't please them? Oh, then they get pretty rageful and angry yeah. at me. Yeah. yeah, and that's the main reason why you do this. That's how I'm challenging it now and that's what's happening. Yeah, and you, you, don't, you don't like where it's leading you, right? It's a bit scary. Yeah, it's scary. And, and you're worried, you're, you're, you are quite tied into family. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're worried that you'll have none after all this, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why you hold on to it. So if you hold on to it, that doesn't get challenged. You follow? Mm -hmm. So it's really fear of potential violence and abuse. Yeah, and there's already been a fair bit of that. So Yeah, there is. In your family, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what I'm suggesting to you is this. If a person desires to abuse you, do they love you? No. No. So why are you trying to seek love from people who do not love you? Surely you're better off having another family, not the family of origin, but another family who loves you. I, <clears throat> I feel at this stage that my injuries are such that I really... Um, repel people fairly effectively and it and so I don't seem to have um, many very deep relationships yeah I don't feel that I, I feel you don't have many deep relationships because you, you are afraid of conflict okay and so you're not yourself okay and you you spend most of your time trying to not be yourself because you're afraid of what being yourself will create in the other person where they might get angry with you and upset with you and you couldn't bear that. So your problem is your addiction to, to how other people's opinions of you. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Now you've had this problem ever since I've known you. Right? That's why you're so, you get jealous of other people yeah, as well for the same mm -hmm. reason. Because yeah. you think, oh, if only I was like them. Does that make sense? If only I was like them, then maybe more people would like me and things mm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Your primary problem is fear of violence, fear of emotional, in particular, violence mm. from other people, particularly your family, and you don't want to challenge that, so you want to hold on to the belief that they've told you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Do, does watching will watching movies help that? Like I, I've done a bit of that sometimes. I don't think I stick with it long enough to make a big difference. Oh, I think truth will help you the best. You know, be truthful with your family about how they're treating you. Right. Be honest with them. And then draw the line in the sand and don't allow them to treat you that way anymore. Take yeah. action. Well, I Those two that. things will help you the most. I started that this morning. Yep. And then, and then feel the results of that. Allow yourself to have a good cry about the fact mm. that you don't really have a family who loves you. Yeah. Because okay. yeah? you don't. No. No. You don't have... Although you do, you've made a family who loves you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting how we're so focused on the other family because they're not giving us what we actually want. Yeah. You know, they're the source of the problem. So we keep going back to the source of the problem, trying to, trying to change them so that they eventually will love us to prove to us something that you know, we're just unwilling to feel about right now. Yeah. Okay. My suggestion is if a family member can treat you badly, right, then it's pointless going back to that same family member in the hope that they will treat you better. Because mm -hmm. it's highly unlikely that they will. Mm -hmm. For many years or even thousands of years. Yep. So you can't keep allowing your worth to be linked into this treat family treatment of you. While you join your worth with family treatment, <laughs> you're going, every time your family treats you bad, you think you're going to think you're bad. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and you're not. I I feel, um, I feel frightened for them. No, you feel frightened for you. Do I? This yeah. is what you're not allowing yourself to feel your own fear here yeah. about you. Right. Yeah. <coughs> okay. Mm. Thank you. You're hooked into them with guilt and other emotions too, of mm. course, but but they treat you badly. You let it happen, and you also imbibe what they tell you about yourself in that you're not as good as them or not worthy as them and so mm -hmm. forth. And so you keep holding on to this, as you've questioned, this unloving belief about yourself so that you won't get attacked by them. Yeah. Yeah. So have more courage, my dear sister. Okay, thank yeah. you very much. Renee, where is she? Renee, up the back there. Renee, let you spoken about the fight. Yes, so Renee's asking me about the fight of emotions to, uh, the, sorry, the desire to surrender to emotions. Um, Renee, that's not your problem. Your problem is you want your addictions met, right? And you need to focus on your addictions. If you're going to progress, that's where you need to spend your time. You still want all of your addictions met, and, and you just, in your whole life, in fact, is is totally driven by the desire to meet all of your addictions. Do you follow? And, and while you do that, it's going to be very, very hard to access any emotion or, or even know yourself or even know what to do. So my suggestion is the same advice I gave to Gary. Work on your addictions. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, I don't... I know it sounds... I'm judging it quite a lot. I don't even have a desire to, like the the resistance in me is just so big that I just look at it and go, well, I don't have a desire to even move through it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, you say that and yet you're here and you know what you're going to hear when you come here. So, so something must be motivating you to, to come, knowing that you're going to be told much of the similar things that you've been told before. I think I like the idea of it. Um, you do? Yeah, I agree. Um, I do want to avoid a lot of pain and I like the idea I agree. of God that, being loving and, and all that sort of jazz. But Yes. You, you, want, you want God to give you all this pleasure and not have to experience any of your own personal pain. That's what you want. That's why you're heavy into dealing into your addictions. You follow? And that's why I say to you, the only way you're going to get through is by starting to confront your addictions. You follow? Yep. All right. Thanks. Okay. Tess. Where's Tess? There she is over there. Tess says, I've been very complacent about acting, particularly in the area of speaking truth, God's truth and your personal opinion, and I feel this has weakened my will. Yes, I agree. Can you give me some examples of where you feel that you've done this? Um, there's just been uh, opportunities have come up where I feel I can say something. Yep. And I even know at that point yep. that it's something I should say and I just back out. Yep. yep. So your spirit guides are even trying to help you say, do it now, Tess, do it now, Tess. Yeah. <laughs> you go, no, no, no. Yeah, so what, what is the primary problem? Fear of either attack from people. Yes. Or being humiliated or feeling weird and something like that. Yes. Something about others' opinions. Now, can I suggest to everyone, like I was saying to yourself, to Suzanne, when you fear attack from other people, in the long run, you really fear how you're going to feel after they attack you. Do you see what I'm saying? So the response. You, feel, you fear feeling the emotional response you're going to have to the attack. And the emotional response most people have to attack because our worth is linked to the fact that we shouldn't be attacked, right? We, we then, whenever somebody attacks us, we feel that means that we're worth nothing or, or, or thereabouts. <laughs> and as a result, we, we, that emotion is devastating for us to feel and so we don't want to feel that. That's why we're afraid of attack. You see, the way I look at it now is that if I'm not getting attacked, it's highly unlikely that I'm any different to the world. Do you follow? Can I say that again? If I am not getting attacked, right, then it must mean that I am the same as the world. Because the world will love its own. So if I'm, get, if I'm getting attacked... That means that I'm not the same as the world. And to me, that's a good thing. Do you see? See, most of us, when we get attacked, we want that to stop, right? We just say, we want it to stop and we'll do anything to make it stop. And I'm going, hang on a sec. Now, sure, if I was getting attacked and the world was in a loving condition, and then I think, hang on a sec, if the world was in a loving condition, I wouldn't get attacked anyway. You follow me? So, so if, the world, if the world was in a loving condition, I wouldn't be getting attacked. So that tells me the fact that I'm getting attacked means that the world is in, a, in an unloving condition. 
that's why it wants to attack me right and and if i accede to the attack if i go along with the attack that means that i want to be of the world i want to be the same as them i want to be thought of the same as them but but god's completely different to them and if i want to be at one with god i can't be at one with god and at one with the world in the current situation the only time that's going to happen is when i'm back in the celestial heavens again that's when I can be at one with God and at one with the world that I'm with. Do you follow me? Because everybody else is also at one with God. But aside from that moment, you, you're going to be at, like different. But we have deep addictions to not be different. Because if we're different, we get attacked. And we don't like getting attacked because our worth is connected with the attack. In other words, we feel we have a lower worth when we get attacked. But to me, it means, actually, from God's perspective, my worth is still the same. And in fact, the fact that I'm getting attacked is a good sign that I'm actually progressing. Right? Because the reality is, if you're not getting attacked by spirits or people around you, then it's highly unlikely you're changing. Isn't it? You think about it. If everybody... From a logical perspective, if everybody is here in this circle and all the people around you are in the same circle, right, and you are in the circle with them, it's highly unlikely you are going to be attacked any more than the average person in that circle is getting attacked, isn't it? But if you step out of that circle with them, Now you are different, right? And what happens to different people is they get bribed, blackmailed, or attacked, or in order to pull them back where? Back into the circle again, don't they? So if you're out there getting attacked, doesn't that indicate that you've at least had enough growth to not be of the same circle? Doesn't it? Isn't that a positive faith reinforcement? But you see it as a negative thing. But I actually see it actually... Like, like I know I'm Jesus. One of the reasons why is because I get attacked for it every single day. It's not the only reason why, but... I, <laughs> right? Obviously. <laughs> But, but I get attacked for it every single day. And not only do I get attacked for it, the spirits who know who I am orchestrate these attacks. So in a way, they're building my faith. Interesting, isn't it? Right. When you start to get attacked for doing the right thing, then you probably know you're no longer having the same viewpoints of love as the world does. At the moment, many of you are fitting into the world and as a result, everybody thinks you're just normal and when everybody thinks you're normal, you don't get attacked but there's no example or proof there, is there, that you're actually any different to the world either. So, so in fact, it's a feedback mechanism demonstrating to you that actually if everyone in the world thinks you're the same as they are, then it's an indication that you're probably the same as they are. And what did we say was the problem with that on our first day? We can't learn. We're not going to learn. It's blind leading the blind. 
So to me, Tess, getting attacked is an indication, if I'm trying to be loving and truthful, getting attacked is an indication that actually I'm no longer of the world. And that I'm not being complacent anymore. Mm. Yeah. And to be in that state requires courage, obviously, but also a lot of trust in God. Because you've got to trust that actually, no, this direction you're heading is the right direction. So you've got to be convinced that it's the truth and you've got to be convinced that what you're doing is more loving than what the people around you are doing and so forth. And, but once you're in that state, you will get attacked. It's in, in, inevitable initially, isn't it? In the first century, when I left, uh, you know, near the time when I died, I said to the people who were around me at the time, I said, look, I'm going to leave and you guys are going to get attacked. Right, which is exactly what happened. But also look what happened. The majority of them had courage. They shared God's truth to such an extent that there are many thousands of people in this, and millions of people, in fact, in the celestial heavens now as a result of their efforts to share God's truth. It wasn't successful immediately, but over many years it became very, very successful because they knew they were going to get attacked and they saw it as a demonstration they were not of the world. Thanks. That makes sense? Yep. So, so we, inside of our human cycle, we have a deep desire to be the same as others. And you know why that is? Because we see it as an issue of safety. All right. The only problem with that is that if you have a deep desire to be the same as the world is, then as we pointed out right at the beginning of our, of our course this week, we're not going to gain any education in love because it's just blind leading the blind in that place. Right? You are going to become different. When you become different, other people who don't like you becoming different will attack you. Many of those people will be from your family, your friends, people who you're close to, business partners and all these other people, they will attack you. And you know what? That's why many of you are choosing to not act because you know that's going to happen and you don't want it to happen. And so you, 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 want, to, you want to be closet, um, you know, divine truth followers, <laughs> followers of the way. You know, you want to do it in the privacy of your own home or even your own, you know, your own built-in wardrobe. <laughs> and many of you don't even want to deal with the issues between your partner and you regarding this particular issue, let alone the bigger or wider community uh, feeling the way they do about you, right? So, so and this, is, this is, a, is a problem. Many of you are not acting for that reason. Because you, you want to... You you want to somehow be safe in this initial phase of following God's truth while at the same time trying to maintain a connection with the world so that the world does not harm you. That's what you want. And that's what you're doing, Tess. That's why it feels bad too. Because you, you know, oh, I haven't had the courage. And it's a reinforcement that, oh, you know, there's a problem here with my courage. So this is an issue of faith in God, faith that everything will work out in the long run, faith in, faith in the fact that if you have courage and you, and you follow the path that you, you know, you believe is true and you tell the truth about it, that other people will harm you, 
and you believe other people will harm you and as a result of that whenever you put in the situation where you could speak up you believe uh, often falsely that other people will harm you and then as a result of that um, you don't speak up and then you feel bad about yourself yeah which is like a vicious cycle right yeah you'll feel a lot better about yourself when you speak up you come away going yeah i had some courage there i've learnt how to have courage isn't that good many of you need to have a lot more courage like you do you need to have a lot more courage and i mean just courage to stand firm to your own convictions and stand firm and, and, and understand that actually if you try to keep yourself a part of the world and at the same time try, you know, imagine this part of me here is in the part of the world that I want to keep contact with and this part here is where I want to go in terms of God's truth. Eventually what will happen is both are pulling in their directions, right? What ends up? with me what, what what's going to happen to me uh, I, i'm going to be ruined by it aren't i i'm going to have to make a choice one way or the other aren't i and this is what we use the term you know sitting on the fence yeah that's what we're doing sitting on the fence now can can you sit on the fence and have a relationship with god well no you can't because the other side of the fence is the world's view of love and the world's view of truth and the world's view of all these things we've been discussing and none of that bears any resemblance to God's. So you're going to have to facade one of them, aren't you? Can you see? And this is what many of you are actually doing. You are doing that. You, you're going, you go to God and you're honest with God and whatever, but then when you jump in the world you go, oh, forget all that, I'm just going to be this person that everybody thinks is okay. Um, and all these beliefs I have and all these other truths that I know and all these other things that I know I have to deal with I'm not going to say anything about them because this is where I'm going to be with the world so that I can be safe so we're addicted to the safety of it and, and we think it's safe and it's not very safe actually because yep. we're being manipulated by our lack of courage we're being manipulated by that, yeah. So it's a good thing you brought up that, that test. Um, yeah. Any questions you have about it? Oh, okay. No worries. Um, okay. Yeah. Who is next? Eva. Where's Eva? There she is. Yeah, Eva, um, you said, I feel I've stagnated and not changed for a long time. I agree. One part of me loves change. I agree. And I long for some change to occur, but I have great resistance to soul change. I agree. Your primary problem is that you want the man to meet all of your addictions. Same problem, right? So everything I've said to die and everything I've said to Dawn, you know, and to, I want to say to the majority of the women basically applies you you are intense with it your projections at the man are intense like and and please give my love to pair but i know that he's under pressure with those projections from you and i know that he finds them very difficult to to survive so um my suggestion to you is 
is unless you have a firm resolve to address these addictions with men, you are not going to change. You are desperate to feel... You, you want power and control over men. You do. And, and, and to a degree, Pear gives you that power and control over him. And, and my suggestion to him would be to give you no power and no control anymore. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, I know he's been trying to do that, but, um, but you're pretty intense with your projections. They get very, very nasty, actually, your projections, without you ever verbalising them. So <coughs> how should I note, how can I notice when it's happening? Well, you know when it's happening, I'm sure. I know, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you know. Mm -hmm. You just want to keep doing it. Oh. So you've got to be sin more sincere about whether you want to stop it or not. Yes. And do you want to actually address the underlying emotional reason why you're doing it? At this stage, I don't feel that from you. I, do, I feel that you want to continue projecting at pair in particular, but to all men generally, and you want them to give you what you want. And when you don't get what you want, you are angry very angry about it, yeah. but but you 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 then use intellectual arguments like oh Per's not doing this with me or Per's not doing that with me or you know what I mean like as if it's his fault and then he goes and doubts himself and then he starts giving you things back that you want again. So you you've you've learnt to use this very manipulative technique of blaming it all on the guy when when actually you need to start examining yourself truly like what's really going on almost every email i get from you is a is there's some comment about pear and what he's not doing for you and the reality is my feelings are that um actually there's quite a lot you're not doing for pear mm -hmm. <laughs> and 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 in fact you have no intention of doing it because <coughs> sorry you won't have control then it's interesting my throat Does that make sense? Yeah, yes, yeah. it does. But actually, I have fooled myself into thinking that I'm moving on this issue. Just intense. You tried it on me on the first or second day here where you were sitting down the front. And remember, I made that comment to you. Yeah. And, and, you get, and you got very angry after that. But you didn't allow yourself to feel the anger because you don't want to know that you're actually so angry. Oh. You, you, you think that... You know, and, and you didn't spend the next session here as, as a result, right? Yeah, I, I sat in the back. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but you were just very angry and you didn't want to feel it. No, that's right. I didn't feel the anger. No. What did you feel? Um, I thought I felt uh, fear. You were not afraid of men either. No. You're not afraid of men. Men are afraid of you. Oh. And your husband's afraid of you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, see, this is where you tell yourself lies. Yeah. You tell yourself it's a, almost the flip side of what it actually is. And that's not going to be helpful for you in your progress. You want men to demonstrate... The way you feel men love you is by doing what you want. Same, same as what I'm saying to die, same as Dawn... Same as most of the ladies in the room, that's what you want. But you're, you've got a tame man that you do this with. Right? And that's why I would advise Pear to do everything he possibly can <laughs> mm -hmm. 
to, to, when, as soon as he feels a demand coming from you to do anything, that he shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And That's no matter right. how angry and resentful you become, he just does, doesn't do it. That's what I'd recommend to him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not his responsibility to stop your projection. No. That's your responsibility. Yeah, that's, that's the use mine. of your will. Yeah, that's mine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's a big issue for you. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You do the same with women when they don't give you what you want either, but it's to a lesser degree, right, than it is to men. Yeah. Okay, can we move on Thanks. to Phoebe? Where's Phoebe? There she is, over here. How am I going? Time was 14.30, 14.37. Um, just hang a sec. Let me just work out my time. 2.40. Wow. Yes. Okay. I've got three minutes. <laughs> um, okay. Phoebe. Uh, I want to grow my desire for personal truth and confront my fear of it. How do I get from intellectual knowledge to your points? Phoebe, this is not your problem. Your problem is your addictions. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sister, you, you, you project your uh, same kind of thing, uh, similar thing I said to Renee. You project your, uh, what your demands upon the world around you and, uh, and you don't want to give up those projections. So, so it's going to be working some more on your addictions that you need to do. Give them up and feel your anger at giving them up. You follow? Because every person who has addictions, when they have to give them up, they get angry about them. <coughs> It's a, bit, it's a bit like a drunkard having to give up drink, you know. Initially, you'll get angry about it, you follow? Yeah, I felt little glimmers of it, you know. And yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, so you just to. need to give up more addictions and, and I feel you'll be fine in, in processing emotion after you do that, right? Yeah. But you need to give up the addictions. The addictions mask the truth. They stop you from processing anything. Yeah. And, and I feel like I've got similar women spirits around me who are very hooked into me getting those addictions yep. Yep. met. And I'm trying to kind of um, understand what the fears are that, that, I'm, that they're obviously hooking into and that I'm not willing to address. Yeah. But I guess it's just the addictions, isn't it? Like I'm trying to sort of specifically understand the different Mo Mostly, fears. see, mostly there's not too many spirits who are not with a person because they meet their addictions. Right, so, so for many of you ladies, for example, many of the women spirits with you are addicted to punishing men because they feel men have harmed them. Right? So that's why they influence, the spirits influence you into punishing men even though men haven't harmed you. Right? So, that's, so, so the addiction in that case is the women spirits needing their addiction met, which is to harm men, and they're using your addiction, your fear of those women, to harm the man that you're with, let's say. Now, in your case, that's, uh, you're not with anybody, I gather. Is that yeah, true? Yeah. And, uh, um, and so I'm talking more with, you, with yourself is that you're now, because you're not with anybody, getting any of those addictions met, but, but you're not giving them up. So you're still projecting them outwards. You're not feeling about the feelings you have about them. You follow? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Thank you. Okay. Um, Mary. Where's Mary? Up the back there. Thanks, Mary. Uh, put, I want to put my money where my mouth is. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> if possible, would like a hint of my biggest block resistance. Yep. Okay. Um 
Mary, quite a number, and, and this applies to a number of you, a number of you have said this to me, I want to know what my biggest block is, I want to know what my biggest block is, and so forth. Um, can I say to you, your attractions are already showing you what your biggest block is. Okay. But you don't want to know it. Okay. So, so how, what happens if I tell you, is that going to help you anyway? Right. Like, so what are your attractions showing you, Mary? So you're alone, I gather? Yes, sir. Yes. So if you pull the mic up closer so we can yes, hear. Sir, sorry. Yeah, so you're, closer, you're, you're alone? Yes. Yes. And you also have a tendency to withdraw from society generally, don't you? Yes. And, and you, your attraction is basically that you try to be a loner in your life. Yes. And you are a loner, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. So to me, there's your biggest addiction. You're a loner. Why are you a loner? Because you don't want to take a risk with people. D yeah. Isn't it? It's, um, it feels how, when you talk about love, well, love is sort of just oppressive. Yes, that's how you feel. I yes. agree. Yes. I agree. Okay. Yeah, you feel other people in your life have oppressed you, and so you feel the best course of action is just to be completely alone, and then nobody can oppress me. <laughs> But the problem is, is then you're alone and, and you can't have any interactions and there's not, not much joy as a result and so forth. So it's sort of like harming yourself in order to prevent harm of yourself. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. So that, that's your biggest addiction. Wow, okay. All right. And, that, and, and, and while you try to maintain this state, you're not letting any love in at all. You're not letting any interaction with in. Now, a way, how can you challenge it? Well, if you took some action, that would mean putting yourself with people more and engaging conversation. Because even when you're with people, you don't engage conversation much with them, right? Right. Yeah. So, so that would mean putting yourself in with people, engaging conversation and feeling the feelings about it and also feeling the potential hurt that might result by you exposing yourself. Does that make sense? There are the things to feel. And notice when I talk about those things, you become quite afraid. So you're quite afraid about that. That's the biggest thing for you to work on. Okay. You follow me? Follow you. Good. Eye. Yep. Um, all right, I'll go for two more minutes. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get to everyone. Um, we're up to Zoe. Hey, Zoe. Um, Zoe, I didn't understand your question very well. You said, I have memories and feelings of a, as a child of experimenting with the use of my will. Is this me educating myself about love and God as God desires for all of her children? The problem here is you want my approval. Why? So I want my dad's approval. Yeah, yeah. And you obviously didn't get it or haven't got it. So you'd be better off feeling about it, wouldn't you? Feeling about the fact you haven't got daddy's approval. Yeah. So my suggestion is whenever you have done something that you believe is okay or right to do, but then you need somebody else to tell you that it's right, then you desperately want their approval or acceptance and, and you don't need it. Mm. You, what you need to do is learn how to trust 
Myself. Yourself and, and your feelings about this, but you're not going to trust it while this hurt emotion is in you that daddy never gave me approval. You follow me? Yeah. And so, so unless you release that emotion, you're going to go around trying to get this approval from men all the time. Yeah. Yeah, not the best course of action. Because all it, all it would require from me is to tell you that you're wrong and you'd yeah. be where? Straight into doubt, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. That's no good, is it? No. It shouldn't take one person telling you that you're wrong and all of a sudden you think you're wrong. Yeah. You, you either have to know that you're right or know that you're wrong, don't you? Yeah. For yourself. For myself. Yeah. 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 So, so my suggestion is deal with the issue of the, this desire for approval and acceptance from a male. Get rid of that, and then when you have a realization of your own kind of your own, mm. you'll feel no, that was a realization of mine. And you might tell a guy or mm. tell your husband yeah. or whatever what it was, but you won't be sitting there waiting for him to agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> you follow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. good day. Well, uh, I think I, I've gone uh, already five minutes over, so I, I think I might have to. End it there. No, I want to answer this one if I can. Bruce and Kel. So we can just... <laughs> yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, I got off the hook there. <laughs> so, no, he's not going to. No, he's not going to. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, the question is how is our uh, Bruce's sadness and Kelly's shame affecting how we can grow in love and truth what are the most loving actions for us I don't feel that that is your main problem right I feel your main problem still is that your desire for acceptance and approval in the world right it's it's stopping many opportunities for you to engage you know, you've had opportunities in the past, in the past five years, to engage God's truth more fully. You haven't taken them and you always gravitated back to the world. And the reason why you've done that is because you're desperate for the approval and acceptance, but also the um, honour from the world. Honour from the world. And both of you do, are doing that, right? So, so it's sort of like God, God's trying to lead you in a direction... And God's trying to say to you, look, you, you don't understand how good your life's going to be when you follow my, you know, God's, God's way. You, you've got no grasp of that at this point in time because you think it's just going to get terrible, bad and worse and worse and worse and worse and, and because the world is not going to agree with your decision and to you both, that is a big thing. It's a big thing that if the world does not agree with your decisions and choices. Right, And this is why you both constantly have people at you about your desire to follow God's way. You have people picking on divine truth, picking on me. They always verbalise it to you. Right? And the reason why they do that is because they know this particular whole is definitely able to be manipulated and manoeuvred into such a way to get you away from it, away from truth. 
Yeah. So to me, that's the biggest issue, this desire. And I would go for both of you. There's obviously issues back a long way in childhood as to why. For yourself, Kel, there's obviously the shame from your childhood there. And for yourself, Bruce, it's obviously a lot to do with how little approval and acceptance you got from your family, and particularly the male males in your family, as to you know why you choose that particular course of action each time pressure gets on you so you what you're trying to do is this you're trying to maintain you know one leg in the world and one leg you know in God's you, you like I can feel in both of you that that your heart sings when you hear God's truth a lot like you, you do it does you know you do appreciate God's truth a lot and that's what keeps you coming back for more but the world is going no 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 you know every time you do that the world criticizes your decisions and behavior right and that's an indication that that's the whole the that's the, and that's the attraction you've had for quite some time does that make sense yeah so the other issues yeah i think we've talked about your sadness already bruce and i've talked with you Kel, about your shame already so while they are issues i don't feel they are as big an issue as this issue that you both have of trying to keep a foot in the world while you also progress towards God. Yeah. At, at some point you're going to have to make a choice and, and there will be times when your own children and other people around you think you know, that you're nuts doing what you're going to do. But, but in the end, when you're happy and they're not, <laughs> they, they'll be able to come back and say, well, how did you get happy and, and follow your advice? You follow yeah. Good day. Well, thanks for sharing in that, guys. Um, that was that was good. I, I'm sorry I didn't get to everyone there, but uh, obviously time runs away with me, and or maybe it's me talking too much as usual. Um, what we'll do is have a have a ten minute break again now, and then we will move on to um, just having a review of everything and also giving you some homework for the next day. Sound all right? Good day. <clears throat>